0: what's up guys welcome back to the on sender critic podcast thank you so much for joining me again for another episode happy new year to every single one of you thank you for tuning in in 2023 i hope this is your year and you get everything that you want And it means the world to me that you tune in once more with another great guest. And that is another member of the GSA family, Mr. Stephen Calvert. Uh, Stephen is a MA grad like myself. Uh, He's made appearances in the Coltrane Britney music video. He is the author of Chasing. Wait, he's he's an author. And he stars in the award-winning short film Chasing, which talks about the dangers The Dangers of Gambling, uh written and directed by Stephen and associately produced by the great Cristo Fernandez, whom some of you may know as Danny Rojas in the Apple TV show Ted Lasso. Uh, He's also made appearances on stage uh, in the play slash documentary uh, show, The White Handkerchief, from January to March 2022, which is set around the uh, Bloody Sunday Massacre of 1972, a musical retelling of such an event. And it was such a beautiful, beautiful version of that. The documentary to the making of it and all the behind scenes footage is on BBC iPlayer. The link to that is below. Uh, So check that out. You've only got a month left on iPlayer, so check it out while you can. Uh, and also on top of that he's made appearances on tv in bloodlands floundering the mcgees on film the quarry school for good and evil on netflix and chasing and of course on stage the white handkerchief cherry orchard and henry the fourth part one and that is just a small sample of steven's incredible cv and the career that he's going to go on to build so Stephen, how
1: are you mate <laughs> <laughs> that you just listed off that cv has made me just feel very good about myself
0: <laughs> no, that was supposed to do that was the intent
1: oh <laughs> uh, no i'll tell you what oliver i'm very excited to be here and uh, finally you know we've, we've we've got to the point where we're able to actually uh, have this and do this which is uh you know just um it's just a joy to be here honestly no,
0: us. Thank you for coming, man. The pleasure is all mine. So, so we start on the podcast, first one of 2023. Uh, to begin at the beginning, as Dylan Thomas says, uh, where did the love of acting and love of art start for you, Stephen? Where did it come from?
1: Well, I I was a late bloomer. Um, I, you know, as many lads where I grew about, uh, you know, we all wanted to be footballers. Um, and I was kind of in my early, late teens was uh playing football religiously um and uh, but i I got an injury I, I remember like it was the first game of the season went up one header came down and l- my ankle landed like this Aye. and it just kind of blew um so that was kind of the end of my football career so it was. <laughs> um but then like my my uh I didn't actually I didn't start acting until I was 24 25 um and uh, like prior to that like I always after the football, um, I was trying to find my way, and I, for as long as I can remember, I've uh, been a massive fan, and I've loved sharks. <laughs> so my first degree, which I did eventually drop out of, uh, was marine, marine science, because wow. I, wanted, I wanted to study sharks. Um, I'm not going to get into it, just didn't work out, and then I <laughs> moved on to um, business with computing. Mm. so i did a a degree in that and basically ended up after that working in the corporate world for about three and a half four years and um how i got into acting is quite a funny thing um it's very random actually Mm. uh but a friend of mine from uni i was up my brother's house and my our friend he comes up to my brother's house to see my brother i'm there as well and the last time we seen him he had. what I look like right now you know short hair not actually not even a beard he was clean shaven short hair and he arrives up and he has this massive beard and massive hair basically looks like a viking hmm. and uh of course we're curious so we asked the question what's what's the new look for and he says oh I'm uh, an extra on the show vikings um I was like oh that's really cool that's really cool hmm. um and uh and he says I'm actually going down next not next but two, in two weeks time to um, audition for the next season uh do you wanna do you wanna come down with me and I'm like okay I'll, I'll book a day off work and I'll come down with you no problem so I book a day off work rock down the Dublin now uh, because I'm, I'm from Belfast uh well in and about Belfast so we rocked down the Dublin and uh we do the audition which was basically signing a form and getting my picture taken and then lying on the form saying that I was good at archery, uh, which I wasn't at the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, th- the things you do, the things you do for this, this for this job. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but um, like that, that lasted maybe about half an hour, like in the room, getting the photo taken, filling in the form, and then it was me, him, and his younger brother. And The three of us left, and we were just walking around Dublin because our our bust back up wasn't for another two three hours hmm. and then his younger brother basically kind of said um wouldn't it be cool to be an actor like wouldn't it be really cool to be an actor and then mean him because like i've been a massive fan of film and tv for as long as i can remember like i've loved film um i think one of the very first films i've ever seen was um well that i can remember was the warriors i think that was a film in the 70s yeah yes. um and uh then Beverly Hills Cop, Jaws, those sorts of films. Um, and uh, you know, so I've been a massive fan of film my entire life, but never, never thought of it as a as a profession. But the brother basically said, oh, wouldn't it be cool to be an actor? And me and me and the other guy were like, oh yeah, it'd be really cool. But we all agreed in that moment, oh, but it's too late. It's too late. Mm. Um and uh get on the bus, bus back up to Belfast, took about two hours and I couldn't stop thinking about that for the entire boss journey on the way back up I was like is it too late is it too late you know because I in my job and in university I basically based my whole final year degree around presentations so I enjoy getting up and talking in front of people that wasn't an issue I actually loved doing that um, and in my job in the corporate world I, I did a bit of that as well and, uh, and then, yeah, on the, on the bus on the way back up, I was like, is it too late? So I Googled um, acting classes in Belfast and uh, one thankfully popped up. This was on the Wednesday. One popped up on the, the Sunday. Mm. So, and it was uh, accents. <laughs> it's great. And uh, so I, I signed up to it, went on the Sunday. It was like maybe two hours on a Sunday morning. And I came out of that acting class and just sat in my car for about an hour in silence
2: Mm.
1: and just thinking holy shit Mm. that was that was something that i've never experienced never felt it was it was so i don't know what it was it Mm. was but it it was just one of those things where i'm like where the hell is this being like where where is this where has this been my entire life why haven't i done this before Mm. and then from that point I was just, you know, just trying to get my hands on as many acting classes as I could possibly can, um, and it's quite, it's quite scarce to be quite honest in in, in Belfast, which is a bit. That's one thing that, uh, if anyone in Belfast is listening to this, that needs to change. Um, it really does need to change because there's so many actors in Belfast nowadays that there's just not enough acting classes. Any, but anyway, I, I you know, I digress. Um, but so I like from then on in, I was just acting class, acting class, acting class. And the main theater, I say the main theater, and if someone hears this from the other another theater, they'll probably crucify me for this. But the main theater in Belfast is called the Lyric Theater. And uh, they do a thing called the Drama Studio. And it's an eight-month course. And when I did it, it was basically every Saturday for eight months. And it was an all-day thing, all-day Saturday. So like for the first four months, you, you train and it you was know, Stanislavsky check off mask work voice and text and so on and so forth, wow. and then the second four months you basically uh, do a production. So we our production was Eternal Love, um, uh, and it was great. But anyway, um, leading up to that, I was like, okay, how do I get into this? And it said the the audition process was a it was two monologues like drama school two mm. monologues classical and contemporary and at that point I was that clueless I actually had to google what is a monologue <laughs> like, I at this point I had no idea but I was like well what you know it's not going to hurt me just doing this so I I basically filled in the 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 audition form and sent my name in and got an audition slot and uh, went in did the audition and it was it was sweet. It was it was a cool experience. And then a week later, uh, get the email. You you've got a recall. It's like, oh, okay, okay. And then went in, did the recall. And uh and I remember, I remember the uh I was literally was sitting on my sofa, it was a Wednesday night, and I was watching the hunt for Red October, and mm-hmm. I will always remember this. And I get a call from the director of the drama studio and saying, We want to offer you a spot on the drama studio. And i was like hell yeah yeah Yeah. let's do it let's Let's do it man yeah And so that was my that was my first real and that was i was 24 at that point when i started the drama studio and that was my first real introduction to to acting and 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 that that world and by the end of the first semester as as it were um basically around christmas time we we were doing scenes from uh, a play called 13 possible glimpses Mm. And it was like an adaptation by marina carr i think it was i think it was um but uh, we did scenes from then it's like the scenes were like maybe two a minute 90 seconds two minutes long um like like a showcase for for for, for drama school and uh and i remember just standing off like off stage and one of the girls because they all knew this was the very first time i was going to actually perform in front of a public yeah. audience and one of the girls uh who was a fabulous actor then and she's doing amazingly well for herself now um she comes up to me is like how are you feeling you, you good to go and I was like I couldn't be more ready and I was just I was just in that moment I was like I think this is for me mm-hmm. I think this is for me and then when we got into the, kind of the rehearsal process of the production like the director and the some of the acting coaches were asking me like have you thought about uh, drama school and I'm like what is drama school and <laughs> again so clueless i literally had no idea and they were like we, we, we think you should um yeah we should we think you should audition for drama school i'm like okay so how does that happen so they thankfully like i had such amazing mentors in that at that moment of my life to basically tell me this is what you need to do to get in the drama school or at least audition to get in the yeah. drama school yeah and like you, you, you know yourself. You, 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 you know. You choose the schools you want to audition for. You, you have your your monologues and possible songs and whatnot. And you go and you audition. Happy days. Um, and then I go through the auditions of, of drama schools and you know a, a, a vast array of drama schools. And when I came to my audition for for Guildford, it was just it. I did it, and it just felt right. It just felt right. And I think that was down to who you'll know very well, Jack Mm. Best.
0: Of course. (laughs) Of
1: course. Uh, There was just something that was, you know, certain, and I'm not going to name them, um, (laughs) certain uh, drama schools that I went in to audition for, Mm -hmm. there was a certain vibe that didn't feel right. Yeah. I don't know. As soon as I walked into the room with, with Jack, with at that time Laura Weston and uh, Stara Meyer, um, who was like uh Laura was our um basically our, our lab and teacher, and then Stara was our, our our voice uh voice teacher. Uh, both amazing people, amazing practitioners. Um, and as soon as I walked into that room with the three of them mm. as the panel, it was just like this feels this, I felt so welcomed. I felt welcomed immediately. And even just the way the the like the the monologues were reworked, it just felt like it, like you 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 work with a certain director, and mm. it might not it it might not work. It might you know the the connection between you, how, how they say a certain thing may not you know the penny might might not drop. Yeah. But with everything that Jack said to me in terms of okay, let's try the monologue this way, it just made sense. Huh. It just it just made sense straight away, and I was like, "Okay, this is um, this is this is something here. There's some I can feel it. There's something definitely here." And uh, then when I got the offer for 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 Guildford, I was like, "100 percent straight away, yes, yes, <laughs> no, like no hesitation whatsoever, yes." Um, so that yeah, and then yeah, I, then I went to Guildford, and then that that was like, "Okay, so this is what I'm doing now. Mm. My my life has completely changed, going from." The corporate world, nine to five, of of making X amount of money per year, to <laughs> to to becoming an actor, yeah, uh, and very much not having a clue, yeah, really, like what am what am I doing? How am I doing? Or how am I going to do this? It was just very much, you know, there's a, you know, when you have those kind of leaps of faith, you just need to do it. It just felt, it just felt right. And I think whenever I was in, like I was in corporate world for like three, four years and amazing company, amazing company. The people who I worked with were amazing people, but I moved around that company in terms of the departments like a lot because I couldn't, I couldn't settle. I couldn't find my, my place. And I think after the first acting class I did, you know which was the the accent class i was like why the hell haven't i done this before yeah it was just it was just a it was just like um like a light bulb moment type thing where i'm like this just feels right this this feels yeah. like me yeah. um so basically that's my <laughs> that's my kind of story of how i got into acting
0: that's <laughs> <laughs> no, a great one man no i i i, I have a lot of um parallels with how you felt about the school in a way because I was supposed to have an in-person audition actually in April 2020 but of course that got pulled for obvious reasons um, yeah. so it was the first time I ever done a self-tape and I had to send a self-tape off to a few other drama schools I'm not going to say which ones uh, <laughs> but they, they didn't they didn't feel right the energy didn't feel, obviously I thought I did a decent job with the monologue if yeah. you know I thought okay yeah I'm happy with that that's good um, but for some reason, when I sent the one into g s a well when I recorded the one for g s a it suddenly felt a bit it felt a bit different. It felt like, okay, that was the first time I did that that monologue or two monologues in fact, and I thought that the energy was right it was in it was in a really, really good place and uh Funny enough, I got a and I uh, sent it in and uh, I got a recall on Zoom as well. But fun enough, I got a funny story, actually, because um Jack was on my recall with the movement director whose name I've forgotten, but she was a lovely girl. Um <clears throat> I, I'd auditioned for Jack uh, three years previously before that. as soon as I finished my undergrad, didn't do too well in the audition. I kind of just learned the lines and just blagged it. So and I put my hands up. I mean, I did that. Uh, but but i get on zoom with her i do my monologue again she goes okay try it this way try it this way and then um i sort of said to her okay before we just have this debrief jack i, th- I think i owe you an apology and she goes what 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 for well it's just that i auditioned for you three years ago and i did a fucking terrible rosencrantz and gilderstone <laughs> for you <laughs> And, uh, yeah, she found it funny. And then I said, look, I just wanted to know, I've been away, I've grown up, I've got experience <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, I'm back hopefully better. And she was very sweet. She said, it's okay. We've moved on. We've moved on. We're not going to hold that against you. But yeah. then, uh, but yeah, and then really lovely. And then I got the offer and I was like, wow, yeah. you know, off yeah. we go. And here, here we go. So what was your, um, experience with drama school? What did you learn and what did you kind of, what did it give you and what did it take away through that time?
1: Uh, what did it give me? Well, I guess it, it gave me like utmost confidence um, and it kind of cemented the idea that actually I can do this. I remember like the first um, you know, the first semester was I was still trying to find my way yeah. um, and there was there was a moment whenever we were, because I think at the end of the first semester we were uh, performing scenes um, from from, it was a Shakespeare scene, so it was at the end of the first semester, and we basically performed mm. them in front of the school. That's right. I'm um, sure did, did you do the same thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, we did Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, yeah to each other. Yeah,
1: and and I remember it, it was late on into the semester where I, I we were in rehearsals for 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 the scenes, and it was just a moment of like realization for me, mm. where it's like actually I am, I I can do this. Yeah. And there is something here with me as an actor. Uh it was just the response from my scene partner from Jack from the students in my class that I had never had before were it, it was just and I remember <laughs> I actually remember no I was I was going to say cuz I've, I've still got my journals from drama school in my my bookshelf um mm. cuz I always like to kind of look back at them from time to time. Um and I remember uh <laughs> writing writing down in like capital letters and underlinings like you can fucking do this. <laughs> <laughs> like, you are meant to do this. Yes. Like, with a million exclamation marks. Yeah. It was just I was, I think we were doing um, I was playing hotspur mm. and it was the scene was was quite, you know, it was it was me going off to battle and it was a conversation not necessarily an argument i'm trying to remind myself of the scene now mm. it's been a while mm-hmm. um but it was a conversation between myself and my wife and it was it was heated it was emotional it was drama it was it was i loved i lo- loved the scene i actually should probably make a note to actually film that scene with someone so shit and, and put it up on social media yeah, um, yeah but i remember just throughout the whole rehearsal process i just I don't know. I just, I just wasn't, It. I wasn't hitting the marks. I wasn't hitting the right notes. Hmm. It just wasn't. And there was moments like you, you do a whole day and then go back home and just kind of like sulk. And, and it's like, it, like, I was like, like, especially off the back of me, just literally quitting my full-time job. Like what the fuck have I done? Like what have I done? <laughs> like, this is the biggest mistake of my life. Oh. And, um, but it was just in that moment where it was just, it was just kind of like the perfect moment where I needed something and Jack gave me that something. And she, you know, she, she just had all these really nice things to say about the scene, the way I played, the choices I made. And it was just like, okay, I can do this. And, but yeah, for me, it wasn't, it was quite late on in to uh, the first semester where I actually, felt that oh actually i i can i am going to be an actor um but uh i i think i think with um one one thing for me i I kind of felt with the ama i'm sure i'm not too sure if you felt the same way Mm. but it's you know it was a lot to digest yes you know um and as much as i have i have so many positive things so many good things to say about my my degree but if there's like one thing I would say that um, that I wish was a bit different. I don't know how they would do that. And I think maybe a longer course, but that's why they've got the two year MA now, which I think is like, that's amazing. That, yeah. That's amazing. But it just felt like there was a lot of information being thrown at you mm. um, every day. And you didn't necessarily really have time to breathe to allow <laughs> it to digest or like for example like on a BA you'll you'll do your year then you've got the whole summer to you know go back look at what you've learned make notes so on and so forth um that's like that's like the only that's like the only like um thing I would say um but I I think it's I think as well even for anyone doing like a BA course um like the 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 studying the the teaching it never stops you know once 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 you leave drama school it's never nice I think I find that out, not right away. <laughs> as soon as I left drama school, oh, I'm, oh my God, well, I'm, I'm a professional actor now. That's, I don't have to look at an acting book ever again. Um, how wrong I was. <laughs> <laughs> how wrong I was. Um, but I think, you know, overall, my experience at, at Guildford was, oh, it was phenomenal. It was It was just a massive family. Yeah. and yeah. and i think and i think for me i think one thing because i was actually i was thinking about this recently um one thing i wish i allowed myself to do quicker sooner was allow myself to feel more mm-hmm. like basically allow myself to, to fuck up more i yeah. think when i went into drama school i was i was trying to do everything right yeah immediately and that's not the point of drama school. The the whole the whole point of drama school is to be there you and you're in a safe environment where you can try things that may be so wrong, it doesn't matter. That's yeah. where you try it. That that's that's where you try it. And I think for me, and I look back, and this is this is one thing I will always remind myself before I go into a rehearsal process, mm-hmm. uh, mainly for theater or or actually even for screen work whenever I'm doing my own rehearsals and so on and so forth leading up to the the shoot but one thing i didn't allow myself to do early on which i think was a bit detrimental to my to my uh to my whole kind of learning experience and development throughout the ma i didn't allow myself to ask enough questions um mm. if i didn't understand something i think i was a bit too scared to put my hand up and say actually i don't i don't i don't understand what you mean here can no, you explain a bit differently or treat me like a baby? You know, just, I, I'm just, I'm, I, I don't know this. And again, for me, I think, you know, because I'd only really stepped foot into the, the acting world, I didn't know anything really. Um, But I felt as if, I think I felt like I needed to be right all the time
2: Mm.
1: and that was like i was if if i can give you know some pieces of advice to people who are currently in drama school it's you know just be willing to feel like when you're in drama school um even if you're doing a performance in front of the school in like outside of the the classroom it doesn't matter the whole point of drama school is to you know learn from your mistakes yeah you know yeah Uh, amongst other things of course but i think that's that's one big note for me for myself anyway and i always remind myself to bring that into a rehearsal space um is that just try just try different things that might not work it doesn't matter that's the whole point of Mm. a rehearsal room and that's the whole point of 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 drama school and i I think i remember james mcavoy said this the same thing Mm. where it's like three years, of course, the BA, like it's three years for us. It was the one year, but it's, it's, it's a period of time where you just go and you get to try things. And if they work, they work. If they don't, they don't. But I think I was too hard on myself as well. Yeah. Um. And, uh, and again, I was only really, so by the time it came to, you know, the end of the first semester, I was like, why, why wasn't my mind like this at the beginning? You know, so it was like three months of like trying to be perfect. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, and now, I, you know, and yeah, like I said, that's one thing I will always remind myself to do. Go because like you could easily, you know, go into a rehearsal space with a brand new group of actors. And there's like the ego just basically saying, okay, you have to put on a show here, you have to prove to them why you're here. And if you do something that is a bit mediocre or shit they're gonna think oh why is this person here yeah but and I think I think actors if any if like you know if anyone listens to this and they're and they're in that mindset right now get away from that it is the worst mindset to have and it will be detrimental you know it will screw you up it will screw your whole development as an actor up yeah. by not allowing yourself to be open to just, just just being a bit shit yeah. <laughs> like basically yeah. um but, as, but the thing is as soon as i fu- as soon as i realized that i was like and i remember i remember it was a it was a nice moment with a a teacher um was a, uh, i don't know if she's still at gsa but anna tringham um uh,
0: i can't say i had lessons with anna but the name does ring a bell yeah yeah
1: But we, we were doing a lot of mask work with her um what was what's fabulous and I remember and I got to the point of like no I'm just going to if I don't understand it I'm going to put my hand up and I'm going to say I don't get it please explain it to me and I got to the point of with there was a class with her and I was like I was like I, no 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 that doesn't make sense to me uh why are they doing it like that and she was like no no, no. and she came in she came to me I remember the class finished and she came to me at the end of the class like I really appreciate you asking that question. Yeah, it's like, and that was kind of like, okay, this is the way it needs to be. It's it's a collaborative process, you know, and we're all trying to get to the same point of being and becoming better actors, better performers, hmm. um, better artists, and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
0: I think we. I think drama school is really good. I know GSA is very good. You know, having been there, you know, it's, it really teaches you to embrace failure and like, and it's okay to, to screw up. You know, I mean, I, yeah. I remember there was one day, we did some self tapes We had and we all watched each other and we were given mm-hmm. this script. It was really heavy kind of finance talk and stuff like that. It was mm-hmm. from a show. I can't remember which one, uh, I tried to learn it. Uh, i failed so miserable. you could lit, and the recording is literally me just going uh, 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 <laughs> and, and in front of everyone and in front of the whole class and you could see everyone being so polite and just watching and just uh, there's someone in the corner just trying not to laugh and I was just there going oh, I just want the world to swallow me up I want to disappear I want to disappear I want to disappear right now <laughs> um but you know but afterwards it was like okay all right didn't do too well there. Okay, that that was a bad tape. It's now been deleted. No one will ever see that. <laughs> Thanks the heavens. But uh, but it taught me that... Um, okay, so going forward, I know now, just to make sure I know the words. I mean, yeah, I mean, in my defense, it was a tricky script, but I could have been mm-hmm. more well more well prepared, of course. Um, but it was like, so going forward now, I now know I will never do a self-tape as shit as that ever again. <laughs> yeah.
1: that, that, that's the mark that's never go yeah. below that or you know you need to be away above that nice exactly <laughs>
0: exactly so so that there's good motivation actually even though in that moment everyone's watching me literally you can you can see in my eyes i'm going what the fuck is the next line what the fuck is the next yeah. line uh and i'm everyone was very sweet they gave me a round of applause and stuff and yeah. you know, funny enough actually after the the tape i put my hand up and i actually said to the room i'm sorry you had to watch that but- <laughs> But everyone, but everyone in the room, just was very sweet, and they said, "No, Ollie, yeah. stop apologizing. Look, it's we're here to learn. We're here to screw up. We're here to make mistakes and stuff." So yeah,
1: and I think that's actually one thing as well that I wanted to touch on. Um, and the the beautiful thing about uh, drama school is, and you know, I'm I'm sure it's like this at every drama school, um, because you know, you you basically you you go in and you strip yourself naked. Metaphorically, of course, uh, or 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 maybe some, some people do. Some people Just do. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> some people do. Um, it's 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 a place where you go to essentially, you know, strip away your armor, you know. And I think for a lot of people who go on to do MAs. Is that they, they their their background like from I'm a prime example I came from a, a business a yeah. corporate world background you know so I had a certain demeanor about me I had a certain um, you know attitude a certain armor that protected me in the corporate world um, and whenever I came to drama school or started acting that hindered me still having that uh, that armor there and uh, not allowing myself to open up to certain things that were being you know given to me from other actors um like especially in in, in classes such as laban where and in movement where you're you're, you're f- connected physically and i mean and you know yourself and whoever's listening to this who's done labbing before they know it can get heated and it can get emotional physically and and you know they might i i still recall yeah, you know some of my best moments amongst so many good moments, and it's, it's hard to even recall all the moments, all the good moments I had in drama school. Yeah, um, some of the best moments for me were in Laban with Laura Weston, mm. who is mm, one of the most beautiful souls ever. Like, oh, she's and as a practitioner in in movement and dance and and Laban, she's just one of the best mm. ever. And, oh God, um, but the amount of times we as a class ended up just in a group huddle and just crying Um, and and come up, coming away. And just, it was the connection we had through breath was just, it. you know, you you just don't get that. You just don't get that anywhere else.
2: And, and, and,
1: you know, like, and I think that's why we're blessed to do what we do Mm. because you get to have those connections mm. that it's like, what the hell is this? Yeah. I don't want this to end. Nah. Um, but I think um, to touch on, you know, what you were saying about, you know, you know, people who are just they're being polite. They, you know, they give you a round of applause. And I think you need that. And I think uh, and that's what GSA was for me. It was a family. Mm. It, it, was, it was a group of people that, you know, um, but I have my best mates who I grew up with. Like they're, none of them are in the arts, but they're my best mates through and through. Yeah, um, And I have a certain relationship with them. It's a very different relationship to what I have with people who I went to drama school with mm. because of the experiences we had together. Um, and because we, we went, and I'm sure you're the same and I'm sure every actor is the same. You know, in, during drama school, you go on this emotional journey yeah. And it's, 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 it's one of those journeys that it's, you know, you don't want it to end. You you don't want it to end. You want it to keep going. You want to explore so many different little moments uh, with, with, with your classmates, with your friends, with your family. And, and I think it's important to build that connection, build that family in drama school, mm. because whenever you leave drama school, you're going to need them. You're going to need those people. Yeah. Like, pretty much every day um because it's a dog eat dog world out there and it's such a cliche to say but it like it's, it is it really really is and you know um it's you know you, you, you need those people to just be there just to be there for you to help you um help you with self tips um help yeah. you with you know, prepping for auditions um uh and and I think that was the most amazing, like that that was my tribe, you know, yeah. and yeah. still still to this day, um, like we had we actually had our our five year five year anniversary. I I couldn't unfortunately I couldn't go because I was filming, um, but we had our five year anniversary, mm. and I think there was 20, 25 of us in our class, and I was split into two, yeah, and and I think at least 16 or 17 off the class were there for the five-year anniversary and like because i i I was like a few people were working a few other people are living over in america and other places and so on so they they couldn't go yeah but it's just amazing to see that you know even five years on that group of people are still that close and that well connected and we you know we we act as, as soundboards for, for each other and and I think that's that's because it's it's you know at times it can be a very very difficult industry to be in um, you know when the high when the highs are high they are high and they are beautiful and they're the oh they're the most amazing things ever but when it's when you're in the low yeah. They're fucking low. It, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 does. it really does. And yeah, yeah. You, you need you need those people to kind of reassure you that you're not alone. And That's um pretty. and you know, to, to go out for a coffee, go out for a pint, go out for a walk, you know, re- read read a seat, read a play together, whatever it is, but just uh, you know, and I think my takeaway amongst many things from from drama school was the, the people themselves like mm. i i, I learned a lot i learned a lot and you know i'm still learning I, like five years on i'm still learning the craft of acting and, mm. I th- and i think it's one of those things where i think and that's the, that's the amazing thing about about acting and, and and this 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 thing we do and you know it's never ending yeah. you know it's it's you're never going to learn at all you're never going to learn at all you're always going to learn something new on, on a job or re- reading a bit of poetry or reading an article you're going to learn something that you can take into a, a role um because like the human condition is so it's just it's it's oh my god it's it's never ending and yeah. you know and and i think you know I, I learned so many things from drama school but i think one of the best things from drama school were the people it, it, it was just okay it was just uh and 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 gsa was just it was good i think you used the word energy earlier mm. on and i think um there was just a really lovely energy about the building and yeah. um and the classrooms and uh, the teachers were amazing and beautiful people but they also pushed you yeah. which was which is what you needed. Which is what you need. Yeah. Yeah. There's literally, there's, literally no points. Like, you know, we, we, we tap in the back. You did well. Well done. And really, you were a bit shit. A bit um, shit.
0: <laughs> I remember, um, uh, sort of applying. For, well, before I applied, I worked with someone called um Katie Heath on my monologues and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she, she used to teach at. GSA. I think she's over at drama studio or center now I know one of them's closed down one of them one of them that isn't closed uh no, you know. and uh she was brilliant you know she um kept saying things to me like I would come in and I would think do you know what I think I've got this today and I go in and I do the speech for her and she goes no don't believe you don't believe you, <laughs> don't believe you. and I was like oh, <laughs> but, but you know but that's exactly what you need I'm not at, yeah. I'm not criticizing her at all I thank you Katie yeah. if you're listening yeah
1: that's the thing. It's like you're like no, no, no. Just tell me I'm good. Just tell me I can do. I'm good, okay. Tell me I'm believable, and you're not. It's like that's that's like the last thing you need is someone to basically baby you and to and to say you like because what's what's the point? Like if you if you if you if you do a if you do a self tape and your friends helping you and you're just you know you're you're just it's you're just not performing truthfully, then what's the point in your your friend saying no no bang on send it on to the casting director no 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 you want that friend to basically say no that was shit yeah. let's do it again until you get it right yeah and you know and i thankfully you know i have that in my friends because i'm 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 shit a lot <laughs> no but because i i'm thankful that i have my friends who you know they cut through the bullshit. And, yeah. and they will tell me the truth mm. because like again, what's the point if they what's the point not you know yeah. Unle- unless they have a plan and they're yeah. also going up for the role and then <laughs> mm. <laughs> which,
2: which
1: is... no actually you know what actually I'll tell you what you think so I auditioned for a feature film sneaky recently. bastard <laughs> yeah. it was like, me, me, me and two of my friends uh I'm very close with. I actually did the the white handkerchief with at the beginning of the year. We oh, were yeah. all just for the same rule. All right. And but we were all like, we we were all just we were helping each other because in, in our in our minds we were like, if I don't get it, I want you to get it. And then if I, you don't get it, I want you to get it. it. It was like that. We're I'm 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 so blessed with with the friends that I have. Yeah. Um. Even if we're going off for the same rule, it's it's not a competition. It's like okay let's at least get one of us in this and at least one of us, you know, none of us got it. Um, (laughs) None of us got it, but it it happens. It happens. Um, But actually another thing I want to touch on with, 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 with Guilford and drama school um, and like the kind of whole kind of family ensemble and that, that environment. um, I actually, Addition i had recently was for um Rumi and juliet in in the lyric theater in in, in belfast wow. and i uh i was put up for for two roles for tybalt and paris um and i was god oh, i was dying to play tybalt i just oh i wanted to play tybalt so much um Fantastic. and the first thing i did i called jack well i text jack because jack is um for anyone who doesn't know jack is an absolute specialist uh in shakespeare she is a genius when it comes to shakespeare she has written on shakespeare and and i knew and i knew because she still uh, she still you know roots for us she still wants us to do well five years like when i came to see you guys in july you know um you know i was out for drinks with jack like jack now is a friend she's not a teacher she's still a mentor but she's a friend she's we're now very good friends and that, that that's mm-hmm. that's amazing from a from a teach from head of year to a teacher to a mentor to a, a friend it's just that journey with her has been amazing so I knew you straight away okay I've, I've got an audition for Shakespeare I know exactly what to do I'll text Jack can we get a zoom call and can we basically work this together and without any hesitation, I would love to. So we 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 did that, and you know I got down to the final round. Um, off that didn't get it. Um, but you know, and I th- I think that's actually what one. I think that's one thing I've learned. Um, you know, if you don't get a job, like it's you don't get a job. It's one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main the main thing that I've that I've learned. Thankfully, I got to a point, I and mean, it took me. <sighs> took me definitely over a year, maybe even two years out of drama school. But uh, one thing that I've learned um, is that if you don't get a job, okay, you don't get a job. But the main thing is to do yourself justice in that audition room with that self-tape. Because if you put on a good show, if you put in a good performance, a truthful performance, Mm -hmm. um, that casting director is going to remember. You know, so if another job comes down the line that you don't even know about, you mm. get a call here. Um, and I know you didn't get this one, but I've got this role in this production here. I think you'd be good at this. Uh, can you send a tape in? You know, so you just you just never know. You just never know what's down the line, what's around the corner. Um, so you know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get it, but it's, it's not, it's one of those, when, whenever I got the email, the final, the eventual final email is like, it hasn't went your way. I was like, oh, it sucked. But then like within five minutes, I was like, okay, what's next? Hmm. You know, I've, thankfully I've got to the point where it's like not every you, you can't have everything. know, hmm. so it's, you know, and the audition I had, I had an audition last week for another play that, would have conflicted in terms of the schedules with the romaine Juliet, and i'm the the play the audition i had i'm i'm dying to get that one you know so like there, there's certain things like if you don't get a job you don't get a job but more often than not there is something just right around the corner yeah um, but as, as well as that it's you always need to put yourself in good light with a casting director um that if you don't get the job they probably will like casting directors they're smart people and they have databases upon databases of actors who they have who they've basically got in for, for for a role and they might not have get, gotten it but they 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 will remember like trust me they they will remember your name they will remember your face they will remember your skills and you know what's what's, what's that expression what what's not for you won't well, uh, uh, oh, what's um, I, I always i don't know i always mess this expression up um uh, how was, wait how does it how do you think it goes <laughs> <laughs> if it's not for you it's it was not for you know what? i'm just gonna say if it's yeah. not for you it's not meant to be i don't know it's oh, okay, um, okay 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 <laughs> there was actually a thing brian cranston was talking have you ever heard him talk about the wallet
0: uh the wallet
1: yeah so basically um you know long story short he's walking down the street he finds a wallet um and he picks the wallet up it's not his Uh it's not his. it's someone else's and he was like and he was basically saying like not everything is meant to be for you but all all you can do is go into that audition room and and just do do yourself justice and and focus on the stuff that's in your control Mm. like there's so many things oh my god there's so many things that are out of your control so many you know um that you you need to just that that's why once you do the audition, it's done, it's done. Stop thinking about it. Like I have to admit, there's been some auditions, and I'm sure you're the same. There's been some auditions I've had where it's taken me months to get <laughs> over.
2: <laughs>
1: it's just one of those things, um, <laughs> and it, it's it, it drives you insane. It but does. like like thankfully, I'm I'm at a point now where it's you know. Like I, it's, I think again, yeah. This is another thing. Bryan Cranston actually said, "It's like I'm not going in to get a job. I'm going in to do a job, mm. and I love that. So my yeah. like my mindset now is, I'm not going in to audition. I'm going in to rehearse.
2: Mm.
1: You know, I'm going into to play with 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 this casting director. Um, take that however way you will." Uh, so. <laughs>
0: nothing sexual <laughs>
1: no, no, definitely. i will literally i'll be blacklisted <laughs> well it's that steven character again jesus <laughs> oh god
0: he's a frisky fella not he? <laughs> but,
1: I'm, joking, um, I'm
0: joking i'm joking i'm joking <laughs> no
1: no of course i know uh, we, we, we need to we need to be able to laugh at ourselves we need to be absolutely
0: able to laugh at ourselves. absolutely yeah
1: but i i think you know that's another thing that was beautiful about um you know the the experiences i had at gsa and the people i met there yeah. because that's still 5 years on i i can still call upon them they can still call upon me yeah um, absolutely and you know i I'm, I'm sure you know you know it's not just it's not just gsa <laughs> you know i'm sure that like at every drama school everyone has their own experiences and everything but i think i think the beautiful thing about um like in, okay i'll do, I'll say this in comparison to my my undergrad degree where i studied business with computing you know i wasn't being held by someone crying you know <laughs> so and having that emotional connection it's yeah. just it's the, the beautiful moments you can have uh, during drama school is it's just uh, they're 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 priceless they they really really are mm-hmm. and they're invaluable to it's especially to allow yourself as an actor to be able to open up and to you know understand how far you can go emotionally mm. and you know to understand how your mind works in terms of um, finding those little moments to bring into a scene yeah. um, but I, and I think going back to what I was saying which I did badly mm. in this, at the beginning of drama school that I didn't allow myself to open up enough i i tried to get everything right i was a bit um oh i don't want to ask a question because i don't want to sound like a dumbass um oh jesus so so silly so so silly yeah yeah, yeah. so silly um yeah, you know, you're not alone
0: on that mate you're not alone at all on that so you know everyone's i was exactly the same you know just thinking oh what if i ask this question i'm gonna look like such a prick <laughs> but, <laughs> but 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 they, but they go no but funny enough in a in a previous episode with um uh sabs did you have sabs while well, you were there for lecoq, lecoq training samson and the cliffs no, I don't think so. Don't think okay. Go so. well, yeah, Sabs is amazing. Shout out to Sabs. She's just fantastic. She trained with the man himself, Jacques Lecoq, in uh, in Paris back in the day. And uh we did a podcast episode together, and I was at some point in the episode I go, Oh, I probably should know should have known more about that for today. I'm so sorry for that. But she is very good. She went, No, Ollie, this is this is one this, this is what it's all about. You know, you you're here to learn stuff, you know. You don't apologize for not knowing something that you want to know more about. And I think that's such a big thing, you know, about actors and stuff. Um, I think I've got a good story about, um, you mentioned earlier about all being in a huddle in Laban and just crying together and stuff. I remember there was one Friday in a first term, I think we just, we've been there for about, six weeks or something like that so we got the initial kind of nervousness sort of okay out, <laughs> out, out the way and we yeah. all started well, i felt i can't speak for everyone else but i felt i started to settle in more and started to ask more questions be a bit more open than i was when i first started mm-hmm. uh it was one friday we ran through our shakespeare scenes all together and me and um a guy called david did julius caesar we did brutus and cassius mm-hmm. um the scene in the tent towards the end of the end of the play and I don't know what happened that day. We all got up and I, I was just filled this. There was an energy in the room and I can't describe it. Suddenly my character, suddenly I knew more about him in that moment. We, I stood up and we just, me and David, we just, we really bounced off each other. And I think we really did the scene really, we kind of sat down after that going, you know what? I think that was the best we've done it so far yeah. that was really good and then after that everyone else suddenly discovered the energy as well and it's like and from start to finish every single duologue was not only just brilliant it was so nice to watch and at the end of that session we were just looking at each other going where, where did that come from where did that yeah. come, where did that come from it's just the energy in the room and everything it was it was spectacular and you know that that's something i you don't get I don't think anywhere else apart from drama school, I don't think, you know, or yeah. that in a play, um, you know, you, you find that, that ability to just some, sometimes you walk into the room and you just do the best you can. And you mm-hmm. and you walk out thinking, Ugh, oh, well, well, what, what what what's next? Let's just, okay. Cancel, continue. Look, I might not have got it, but look, yeah. it's an experience, but other times you walk out and you go, fucking hell. Where did that come from? <laughs> And you go, Where did I... I wasn't planning on it, but I like it. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. This is the, great.
1: Yeah, but that's 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 the thing about literally just stripping everything away, opening yourself up to yeah. to have those moments of of surprise. You know, yeah. I think it's so important to do that.
0: Yeah, and cool. so that, I think that's a good lead on to something you wanted to talk about today, which was um uh, audition settings. You're not don't be fearful of the audition settings, and what do you what's your experience of audition settings been like since you left drama school?
1: Uh, Thankfully, I have uh, become a lot more confident and a lot more relaxed. Um, I think one of my, one of my first, I'll give I'll give you an example of that. Actually. Uh, One of my first auditions at a drama school was, um, was for the ferryman. Um, Yeah. And you know, it had a really good run in the West end. It went to Broadway and I was auditioning for, the new west end cast which eventually then did go to broadway um i didn't get it <laughs> but <laughs> but i remember i so i i go to the royal court theater uh from for for the first round of editions and uh, great experience it was in the room with the cast and director um did, did the two scene fine happy days um there was nerves of course um but uh then i go away i uh, get a recall come back to the recall and i'm in the room with the casting director and i think it was the the producer or associate producer um do the two scenes again and uh the associate producer or the producer he he, he asked me uh can you do that in a, a southwest london accent <laughs> and i'm like yeah <laughs> Course, of course I can. Oh, yeah. What do you see this? Um, and completely <laughs> fucked it up. And because <laughs> I can't do a southwest London accent. <laughs> well, you can yeah, now. And I, knew, and I knew, and I knew, and I knew that. Even when he asked me that, there was like a, a moment of like, what, what the hell is a southwest London accent? I was like, Yeah, no problem. I can do this. Oh. And seated mm. to do an accent. Don't really know what accent it was, um, and ended up not getting the job. And so, but fast forward to now, and my audition I had for uh a play. So yeah, audition I had last week for a play, and at the end of it, um the director said to me, uh, what's your what's what's your Belfast like? Now the people are listening to this. I am Northern Irish, I don't really have a Belfast accent, I have a generic Northern Irish accent, some people actually think I'm American at times, some people think I'm English, I've gotten Australian before um, so my, my accent's a bit of a hybrid And yeah. so, but at the end of the audition he was like uh, so what's your Belfast like? and I said to him, in two months time it'll be perfect I didn't try, I didn't attempt to do it in the moment, I didn't have that fear which i had five years ago um because at the end of the day the casting director the director whoever it is is in the room with you they want you to be the solution you know mm-hmm. they, they're, they're not trying to catch you out which i for some weird stupid ass reason thought that as soon as i'm out drama school yeah i was like you know they are not trying to catch you out. They are, mm. you know, they they want you to be the answer, mm. you know. And thankfully, thankfully, I, I I finally realized that. And and after I realized that, my auditions were a hundred million times better. Um and, and I and I think it's. And I think well, relaxation exercises are very important. Yeah. Um. You know, going going into an audition setting for anyone, like I I, I listen to to podcast interviews with like seasoned actors, like Hollywood actors, who still have for for auditioning in front of certain directors, they'll still get nervous. Hmm. It, it happens. Like I, I think I think with auditions, it, it feels you know it feels like everything's on the line. You know, so of course it's there's going to be nerves. Of course, there's going to be pressure, but I think the two things two things probably probably more but two things um one the casting director or whoever it is you're auditioning in front of they want you to be the answer simple as that um and they they also they want you to i guess take risks Hmm. with with choices but if you're going to take risks with choices make sure they're clear and make sure you commit to those choices don't 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 half ask them. Um, you 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 prepare your your scene or whatever it is in a certain way. Um, understand, but also understand why you're choosing to do it in this way, yeah. because they will hardly ask them, why did you do it that way. Um, so really, understand why you're doing it in a certain way. But then I think when the re, where the relaxation comes into play is. Because this will usually happen is then the director will say, okay, let's let's try it this way. Mm. You know, so and that's basically what I find is basically what what a recall is all about. Mm. You know, because you're being brought back into the room because they liked what you did in the first edition. You know, so do that again, mm. but then they're going to say, okay, can this person take direction? Mm. Can can I say to this person, you try it? Um, you know. Not as not as big, not as big. Okay, so let's tone it down. Make it a bit more romantic, whatever it may be. But they're gonna see, okay, can this person take my direction? Can they actually take direction and be open to um changing it in the moment on the day? And and I think actually it was because I was listening to uh, your your episode with uh, Ross White and Tom Berkeley, mm. and it was a really nice thing, and and I tend to do this myself. Um, but of course, David Bradley's a lot more experienced than, than me. But, um, it was a nice thing that the Ross and Tom said about um, David Bradley having basically five different versions of ways to perform the scene. Hmm. You know, so i I think it's I, I so I think it's very much very much just being open to changing on the spot but also i think you know uh, you know preparation like that that's 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 yeah. the first thing it, it it goes without saying if you don't prepare you don't deserve the goddamn role just as exactly. simple as that exactly um, but if you do get the role you jammy bugger um but, and <laughs> it happens it, it, it happens it happens yeah <laughs> but um i you know preparation is 100% key um an over preparation is even better because you you just don't know what's going to happen in that room like you know like my audition i had on 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 last week you know i prepared it in a certain way because of because i knew because they they basically just said um sorry uh mouth is getting a little bit dry
0: that's all right (laughs)
1: um because they basically give us a character breakdown so it's like these are the characters that are going to be in the play um but just come in perform a dramatic monologue so i choose that's a contemporary play but i choose um the feast of Crispin from henry the fifth but translated it made a contemporary put my own spin on it nice but i i, I certain choices i made were very were very relevant and characteristic of, of some of the the characters that are going to be in the play mm. you know so like i was like okay that's why i made those choices it may have not fitted with you know henry v getting his men going to go into the battle of agincourt but it was a certain way it's like this is why i'm choosing this yeah but then but then i also thought okay what other ways could i play this luckily enough whenever the director director said okay let's let's try it like this whenever he said let's try it like this i already thought of trying that could be an option so i immediately kind of knew okay this is what way i should do this um so i i think um yeah i think you know just well you know i think it's obvious but preparation is 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 so 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 important and Mm. i think I, i i guess i i guess um as soon as i came out of drama school you know auditions were like they are to every actor they're they're alien to every actor you know because we we don't really um i guess we don't really get much preparation in that respect um during during drama school um and i think there needs to be definitely more of that um in terms of like yeah the setting the environment of an audition this is what's going to happen this is what could happen um and uh but I, I think i think my experience and my development my journey with with auditions now is i'm just i'm a lot more relaxed mm. uh with 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 um casting directors or directors because i know they want me to come in and smash it they Mm. they they want me you know to come in and it's like that's the guy Mm. that's it sweet we can go home now happy days (laughs) you know so enjoy and i think as well i think what's helped me is actually you know switching my mind to you know, believe that I'm going into a rehearsal process and I'm not going in to try and get a job, yeah. you know? I think whenever I, 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 I put that pressure on me, it of course, like, everyone's different. Everyone's different. Yeah, of course. But for me, whenever I was like, oh, my God, I need to get this. I need to get this job. If I don't get this, my life is over, you know? And I, I tended to think like that in my early years out of drama school. And, you know, I, going into every audition, there was so much pressure, there was so much pressure and I was like, why are you doing this to yourself? Jesus Christ. You know, you need to flip it in a way. So I think, and I remember like that, 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 um, that video of Brian Cranston talking about, you know, I'm not going to get a job. I'm going in to do a job. It was just that little mm. thing that's always stuck with me. So now I'm thinking, okay, I'm going into, um, first day of rehearsal, you know, or if it's for a screen job, um, you know, I'm going first day of set, yeah. you know, and you know, let, let, let's play. I, I'm, I'm going to show what I have thought off in my mind, like who the character I think should be, but I'm, I can just throw that away. hundred hmm. yeah. Um, percent. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, um, yeah, the casting directors, they want you to be the solution. Yeah. And uh, to eradicate or at least try and get some pressure off yourself you know, yeah. treat it as if it's uh, a rehearsal process, and mm. and and it's, you, you've already kind of had certain dialogue. Yeah, you know, you've already had a you know a certain communication with with the casting director, director, so on and so forth. And you're in, you're going to go in, and you, the two you're just going to play, and just trying to find the character to, together. Um, at the beginning, I didn't think like that at all. Mm. Didn't think like that at all, and it definitely hindered. Definitely hindered. But I think now, thankfully, I'm 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 thankfully I'm in a better place. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, but then there's there's times when it can you know you you think like that because I actually I I auditioned for you know because my in terms of my casting I I I would happily be in the fantasy sci-fi genre for the rest of my life. I would happily and that's why like the the film I did with netflix the school for good and evil
2: yeah
1: like, that was that was phenomenal um but I, I i auditioned um i auditioned for a big viking film and i think i auditioned maybe like six six times six or seven times wow. I, met, I met i met the director as well and but <laughs> it was just like because my because like the audition i had last week before i even performed I was talking to the director for like 10 minutes we just had a a conversation so it 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 allowed me to kind of relax and and chill out and and already have a bit of a communication have a relationship with them and that was all good but I remember going in for this audition for this massive film and I was like this is like this is me this is my role um and I go in and it was like hi how you doing let's go and I'm like what (laughs) 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 you know what that can happen as well where you know what because you you have no idea what has just happened before like they 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 could have just had the worst audition ever and they could be in a in a bit of a bad mood and you come in and there's like okay let's go they're human It it can happen so i think i think that that's why just preparation Preparation yeah. is is key, and it was interesting because I was listening to something Josh Brolin said. Um, uh, he he reads his scripts like a hundred times, mm. you know. So he he over prepares, he over prepares. So for example, if there's a bloody earthquake on set, he can still do the scene because <laughs> he he knows the character inside out. He he knows if anything uh, like uh, unexpected comes his way, he can work with that and you know and, and do it so I, I think the more you prepare um allows you to go into any audition setting mm. no matter what it is um and, and and still be comfortable be relaxed and also also as well as that like i think you know like like i said before they they want you to be the solution they they mm. want you to be good so if for like and that's the thing that's one thing i did badly whenever i went in for that big viking film mm. i i if if I went in. I like, let's go. Like, uh, okay, okay, okay. So I didn't even set myself. I didn't take my time. Like, I, I just like, oh, okay, no problem. Like, I will do what you say, rather than saying to them, no, no, no. I need thirty seconds. I'm in a new room here. I just need my own time just to kind of get into my head. This is who the character is. This is their wants. This, you know, this is how I'm gonna get it. So on and so forth. Um, which is, you know. So again, that happened. It's not a bad thing that happened because it's a learning experience. It's a, le- it's a learning thing that I will always remember. So like whenever um, a casting director, and I love what a casting director says in your own time. And mm. then, then it's like the room's yours. Mm. The room is yours. And you can take as much, well, <laughs> to a certain degree, don't take it. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you can take what you, at the time you need to allow yourself to just relax. Get into the character and then okay, let's go. But you know, and I I think I think it's it's not a bad thing to, you know, go in and you know, control the room. The room's yours. Make the room yours. Yeah. Rather than, you know, going in, you know, nervous and, and fearful and and you know, because you're again, you're 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 not going in there thinking, oh, I'm I you know, I, I don't am I going in there to waste their time here. You know, you're yeah. in no way, shape or form. And sometimes I thought that, yeah, I, yes. I, I thought that. I was like, you know, I'm going in here and I, I was like, is this a waste of time or whatnot? Like, no, 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 no. Like you're going in there. They want, they have called you in. They want you to be there. So, you know, take a, like, even if they say, okay, uh, let's let us go. And it's like, okay, just uh, take your time. It's like, give us, give us 20 seconds here, please. Give us 20 seconds. Because you need to make sure that you're in the best mindset um and to to showcase how you see the character yeah um but i think i'm, I'm, I'm trying like this i do this i go off in one i, I literally go off on a tangent from time that's, to great, time that's great um but i i think yeah with with auditions it's just um they they want you to do good they want you to be good yeah. like i think that's like the quicker we learn that the the, the better our audition experience is going to be Absolutely. Um, yeah.
0: I think um just going back to Brian Cranston and he one thing that really stuck with me, with him was he, he gave this talk and someone was sneakily recording it in the audience. And whoever you are, thank you. <laughs> very good. Uh and uh he said the best thing I can do is I might not be he said, I'll be sat in in an audition room and you think, Okay, they're very good, he's very good, she's very good, and you just like, and you're going okay all right just the best thing you can do you can't try and be better than them Mm -hmm. but what i can do is work harder than all of those people put together that's the only thing i can do and he did this really lovely thing he said i'm gonna when you go into an audition room the thing that i'm thinking is i'm i'm gonna do whatever i can to make the casting director go from here to here Mm -hmm. so now you've got my attention so they're not just sitting there going okay yeah yeah Yeah. okay thanks very much no yeah it's like okay yeah right I like that so Mm -hmm. it's like that line in um Tarantino's Django Unchained it's like okay you had my curiosity okay (laughs) now you've got my attention and it's like the the best the best thing you can do is just work harder or not exactly like you know not drill yourself too hard of course don't overwork yourself but be in a really good place where you can the director or the writer can throw any question at you and you yeah. go I know the answer yeah I know the answer I know the answer rather than they go okay so what do you think of the character um <laughs> and you know it's a horrible horrible situation to be in so so um yeah no, no, know your stuff know, know your stuff
1: oh. and just know you, yeah well, 100 percent because like the, the director that they, they want to be able to trust you like they, they want like to and that's like that's as well because like they've they've come onto this project because they're passionate about it. Yeah they, they want you to come into the room passionate about this project as well so they know whether it be a play or whether it be a film or whether it be a TV show hmm. every day on set or every day in the rehearsal room or every day you step on that stage, they know that you're gonna be they, they know that you're going to be passionate and they know you're, you're doing it for the right reasons. um, And, uh, and, and I think that, I think it's a simple thing of literally knowing your stuff, of yeah. like doing research on the character, the the play, the, the film, whatever it is, do, doing the research on like uh, who, well, like their previous work, you know, cause yeah. that, that, that can come up. It's like, like if you, you, you know, sometimes it doesn't rarely it happens, but if there's an opportunity to, have a have a quick chat it's like here just wanted to say i loved x i love this i love what you did with this you know um and you know this is why i would you know love to work with you you know it's it's at the end of the day they're they're not this <laughs> higher being you know they're, they're they're human they're they're you know they're just like us and they they, they want you know that person they're going to be working for a few months with to be as passionate um about the project is them and and i and i think that 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 boils down to you coming in prepared Mm. you know and having the answers to possible questions Mm. you know that you know the the director the casting director is going to ask um and yeah i think for anyone who is just about to graduate no what, what what month's this no who will be graduating uh this year um you know go just remind yourself that you're going into an audition room because they want you to be there. Mm. You know, and I think that's 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 very important. Um, they've asked for you. As simple as that. If they didn't want you there, you wouldn't be there. Exactly. As simple as that, you know. Um, so go in and play about.
0: Yeah. And exactly. And I think um, I I do want to get on and talk about with some 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 of your work actually, your short film and the uh, play uh, the white handkerchief and stuff. But um we we were talking before we came on about um uh, the whole london debate do we flock yeah. to london uh straight away out of drama school uh you know and I, I think my opinion on the matter is you know if you've got money then by all means go for it you know london is a great place i want to live there one day um if you've got family in london or you're from london or you can afford a flat go for it and then just enjoy it but if you can't because i know quite a few people they kind of rush out of drama school they move straight into a flat in London. And, you know, the acting work doesn't come as regularly as they would have liked, liked it to. And then next thing you know, all their money's gone and they have to move back home. And I can't help it. People who have done that think, what was the point of that? Exactly. <laughs> you know, I didn't have it. I had money. Now it's all gone. Does it, what's, what's your opinion on moving time? Um,
1: you know what? It's because I did that. As soon as I finished school, um, yeah. I went straight to London. I I assumed that was the only option and I couldn't have been more wrong. Now, again, it it depends on your circumstance, where you're from. Like, for example, I'm from, I'm from like just outside Belfast in Northern Ireland. And right now, there is a lot of work here. There's a lot of work down south in Ireland. Um, So, I'm quite, I, you know, I'm quite. I did stay in London for like three and a half, four years before I moved back, and it was more so like I think it was two years, two and a half years out of drama school. Then COVID hit, mm. and I think COVID kind of forced me back. Mm. To be quite honest, um, which I'm very grateful for because I, I, I if well, I'm not grateful for COVID, I'll, 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 I'll tell mm. you, <laughs> <laughs> none of us are. <laughs> <laughs> I, think you know because of the circumstances in that in that moment i was like okay i gotta go back home i wasn't planning on going back home Mm. but it it kind of it it basically you know i had that was the, the the hand i was dealt so i had to go home um it was like uh funnily enough i was actually who you know you've had on recently ross white i was actually speaking to him about it because he had moved back to northern ireland before i did And I remember asking them of like, you know, what's, 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 what's the situation back home? And he was like, quality of life is so much better. Hmm. Um, So like for, I think, I guess specifically for anyone, I'll say this for anyone who's Northern Irish and who's in a drama school in London or Scotland or wherever they may be. um, In my humble opinion, you don't need to go straight to London. You don't need to go straight to London, definitely not. Mm-hmm. Especially nowadays, uh, with basically most most of the time, the the, the first round of editions is self tape anyway. So like that, that's basically you're no longer the first round of editions, Pretty much, it's very very rare, very rare nowadays that the first round of edition is in the room. Um, pretty much nowadays the first round of edition is a self tape, and then it's like, and then, and of course you know, I guess you know. If it's the first round of edition, you you don't want to be, unless you have to, mm. spending a hundred quid plus to just to get from wherever you're going to London, you mm. know. Um, but if it's a second, if it's a recall, then then if it's like okay, actually there there's something there's something here. So I think the the uh, the resurgence of um, I I guess how um, how I can't big the the self-tape is now i think i think it's very i think i think it's a positive thing it's a very positive thing um but most yeah most of the time that the first round is a self-tape so not necessarily do you need to be in london um but again if like because i like for example i've got a friend italian friend um who to be quite honest like where she's from there's not much Mm. there in terms in terms of the arts like i i feel very blessed there's a lot happening in Northern Ireland. Um, Like we've got three, three big film studios pretty much in a stone's throw distance from each other, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm very blessed, Um, but I did try, I tried to make London work. Like I really tried to make London work. Um, And, uh, but, but I think, I think it's good to know that it's not the only option it's definitely not the only option which i did think it's definitely not the only option Mm. Um, because unless you you know hit the ground running a lot of the time you're fighting an uphill battle because of the the financial aspect of it you know paying rent paying bills and then you get an audition in and you've got bugger all time to actually do the right preparation for it and do it Um, because you've got to do a double shift in a bar or a cafe or the theatre, or whatever it is, just to pay rent, Mm. you know, it's extortionate to live in London, if you're, if you're fresh out of drama school, Um, or if you've just not got the roles, which, which, again, can happen, it it can happen, Um, but if you hit, again, if you hit the ground running, and and you get a, a good role, before you even graduate, then, by all means, go to London, happy days. If you live in this like if you live in the surrounding areas of London, there's no issue because then you can just commute in in and out. Um, I guess it depends. If like I I guess if you if you're from a place that doesn't have anything like if you're from Manchester, that's no problem because there's so much going up in Manchester. Yeah, you know uh, Scotland as well. If you're from Gla- Glasgow or Edinburgh, happy days. There's a lot going on there, both screen and theatre. Um, but if you're from the RCN of nowhere well that that you know that probably means that you know you need to move to somewhere where it's more prominent um but i i think i think um i think financially i think cuz fin- like money is is you know such a huge thing I, I i think uh before you make a decision to go to london you need to have savings hmm. you need you need to have savings whether that be if you're if you're on, on a BA course mm. every summer, you work to get money, you know, save, put it away. So because if your plan is as soon as I finish, I'm gonna I'm gonna move to London, happy days. But at least if you got like maybe three, three to six months rent already sorted, happy days. Because then you've got three to six months of pure dedication and focus on audition 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 rather than needing to worry about oh i've got to do this shift i've got to do this shift i've got to do this shift and so on and so forth um but it's it's, you know, it's a tricky question mm. It really is like because mm. ev- everyone's uh situation is different yeah um and i and i think i think i think from my perspective like london isn't the be-all end-all nowadays anyway yeah like it's a beautiful place to to live if you've got a bit of money Mm. um but if you're going there and you're constantly broke it's going it's it's definitely it'll speaking from experience it will definitely affect you as an actor Mm. because it'll affect your mindset your 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 most of the time you're tired you're fatigued because of the amount of hours you're working just to pay the bills and then on top of that doing auditions um and also on top like trying to find jobs that allow the flexibility to like here by the way say to my boss by the way here i need to head on here uh i've got an audition like wait no because that that will happen and then like oh does that mean i've got to quit this job and find another one it's it's so i I think actually do one thing is important is is you know savings is key before you move to london yeah like definitely save up before you go to london because if you go there with no money and you're 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 more more often than not you're fighting uphill battle yeah Um, and uh but specifically from my perspective and anyone who is irish or northern irish you don't need to go straight to London, oh, like hundred percent. You don't. Let you, there's so much work, uh, back here, and uh, there's such a big community, as 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 well. Mm. Um, but uh, but again, like I said, you know, I can't speak for everyone. Yeah, uh, and every everyone's situation is different and and unique. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's,
2: all,
0: a, it's all personal taste really yeah but you know and that sort of thing um yeah but that's great um so let, let's talk about um sort of speaking of Ireland. you know you had a very uh i'd say a wonderful involvement in the in the brand new musical the white handkerchief that was on at on in Derry last year yeah um, for anyone who's and i think i mentioned in the intro like if in down in the link below there is or was a a uh descript a link to bbc iplayer with a documentary behind this wonderful new musical um it's set around uh it's basically it was premiered on the uh 50th anniversary of the bloody sunday massacre which sadly is a you know rather tragic part of history and you know wonder when you want to get too political or, or anything about it <laughs> but you know it was a moment in time sadly it's happened but um I thought it was a wonderful um musical, it was a musical retelling of that day and ev- and the build up and the event and everything that happened. And uh honestly didn't check out the documentary, Steven's in it. It's just a, it's a wonderful, wonderful piece. Um what was your experience of of that musical? Um Cause it, must, it must have meant so much to you.
1: Yeah, I think I you know. Out of all the things I've done so far in my career, I think that 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 for me was just something so special. It was um uh, I think because of the circumstance of it where we were doing it as well, because like on like on the day of Bloody Sunday, the, the march was going to basically finish in and around the guild hall. Yeah. And we performed yeah. the play in the guild hall. Um, and it, it was just, oh, it was, yeah, it was so special. It was, uh, it was, um, yeah, on, on top of it, just it being very special, it was written so beautifully, uh, mm. that the music composed, uh, was, was, was beautiful. I, I remember the, uh, the, the first, so basically, and actually it's funny, I was very close to not doing it. Wow. Um, yeah, and which is interesting in itself because you know, and I, and I think for, and I think for um, people who are, are especially coming just coming out of drama school, uh, or even to be quite honest, even you know, people who have some credits on on their CV, yeah. I think the whole idea of being picky, um, it's there's there's pros and cons, definitely, mm. um, but. I I think, you know, more experience is better. Like, I think that's, that's very straightforward. More experience is better. Um, and it doesn't matter to a certain degree what it is you're doing, what role it is, even if you're, you know, behind the camera, even if you're a runner, you know, just getting experience within the industry is vital. And it's so important to your development. Um, and I think that's actually like a, like a, aside from the white handkerchief, a thing that I'm a massive advocate of is, um, is is just just getting on a set. Mm. It no matter what it is. Just literally, just soaking up as much information as you possibly can that, um, revolves around the industry. You know, because you don't know what you're going to learn. You don't know who you're going to meet. Mm. You know, um, and and that's the beauty of what we do. Like mm. tomorrow, our lives could change. Like uh, this, my, my mom and dad always say, and they, they never understood, um, they were behind me 100%, but they never understood like the, the whole industry. They ne- they could not fathom, they couldn't get it. Now they do. Now they do. Now they do. And I'm so thankful, you know, like they've been with me from the very beginning of me deciding to quit my full-time job and having money to doing this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <and>, uh, <laughs> Now, now they, they realize that, you know, like this, this little thing here, you know, or the laptop, we could get an email. I I could literally have my phone's in airplane mode, right? I I could have an email right now and my life could change. You know, (laughs) that's, that's the beauty of what we do. It's like, it's, you just don't know where this job's going to take you Hmm. and where you're going to visit. Like I, like I was filming last at the end of last year, up in Derry for a few months, but I got to go to Copenhagen and that just came out of nowhere. Never been to Copenhagen, but like, why the hell not? Awesome. And it's just, that's, that's where it's like, you know, sometimes you're very quick to say, no, no, that's beneath me. I don't want to do that. You know, but you know, why is it beneath you? You know, it's, it's still a job in the industry that you love. And you just, you just don't know. You just don't know who you're going to meet. Or, or where it's going to take you like honestly it's oh it's such a beautiful you know like world to be a part of but yeah like i said i was very close to not doing it um because i got the email through from my my age so the, the we we the production was done by the playhouse in in Derry, and um so they emailed my my agency my agency emailed me and said uh this is what the crack is. Um, and basically yeah. it was it, not necessarily was it was directly advertised as this, but it just kind mm. of felt like bloody Sunday, the musical. And I was just like, I'm not so mm. sure about that. Um, yes. <laughs> like I'm really not so sure about yeah. that. And plus yeah. like I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't train a musical theater. So I was like, well, this definitely is not for me. Like, I looked, I read it, and I was like, "Should I?" Hmm. I was like, "I'm not, tra- I'm not a singer. Like, I can sing. I'll, I can sing you Johnny Cash, no problem. Um, mm-hmm. But like musical feel, like I have, I have heard the people at Guildford sing, and they can sing. <laughs> I'm surprised. They can yeah. sing. Yeah. Like, um, and I got, to my reference point with musical is is are those guys who are without a shadow of a doubt some of the best on the West End." you know it's it's insane what they can do um so i was like okay so i'll that that's not for me and i was like bloody son of the musical i'm not a hundred percent on that i'm not 100 percent sure on that hmm. and i didn't email i didn't go back to my agent because i thought okay just 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 think about it don't directly don't just go like don't go with a direct impulse and say no nah, no nah, not for me so i put my just turned my phone off went to the gym and uh Two hours later came out, and um, and I get a call from my agent. It's like, Here, Steve, did you get the email? Mm. And I was like, Yeah, I I did. Mm. I'm just just not sure, and these are the reasons why. And I was like, Okay, I see your point, I see your point. Um, but then we both agree because I had only recently moved back from London to Northern Ireland, Mm. and in terms of my network, my connections in Northern Ireland, they were nothing, they were. Nothing. So then we both agreed. Do you know what? I'm I'm yet to work with the playhouse up in Derry, and my my network in Northern Ireland is very non-existent, basically. Hmm. So we both agreed. Um, it might not be for me, but it's a really good networking opportunity. So hmm. that's that's why that's what I because it was basically the audition was a weekend long workshop. Hmm. And I thought, you know what? Even if I don't get it, it's a good opportunity to go up and meet other Northern Irish actors, meet, you know, the the, the the guys and the girls at the at the Playhouse in Derry. So I was like, okay. So I said to him, let's just let's go for it and um yeah, happy days. It's it's a good opportunity to get my name out there.
2: Hmm.
1: I did it on that basis. And um and I'll openly say this to the playhouse. I think I actually have said this to them like i was very close to saying no um and so the i the idea for that audition was uh you perform a monologue and a song of your choice uh so i performed a piece from the pillow man by martin mcdonough mm. and uh, i'm gonna put it out there uh manifest this but my dream is to do anything with mm. McDonough. <laughs> yeah anything whether it be stage or whether it, be, it doesn't matter but i i think his writing is he's a genius he's, um yeah, he's genius. and oh god and um so i i did that monologue and then i i i, I did a johnny cash song <laughs> and i didn't edit because like with me and musicals i'm like where do you even begin you yeah. know um and uh but it was it was funny because i went in and i i went into the audition and it was actually a nice thing another thing in relation to auditions that he That he said that i did which he loved was i came in and i was hungry and i attacked that audition and i think casting directors can tell that or directors can tell that Mm. if you're coming in um and you're just like let's let's go let's let's do this i am here to, to, to perform i am here to do this let's go um and it was it was just a nice thing i always remind myself like any audition i go into just go in hungry. Just go in. It's like I'm here. Let's work. Let's work. Um, so I I did the, you know, I did the audition and everything. And I went sweet. And um that was in the afternoon. Then the evening. So this was the Friday afternoon. Then the Friday evening was going through all the songs. Um, and and I was sitting there, and there was about 20 of us there. And I was sitting there and I started listening to the songs. And I was like, okay, this isn't, this is actually, it's pretty good. Mm. And then um, a girl who had already been cast, beautiful, beautiful performer, actress um, called Orla Mullen. Um, she was, she had already been cast and she was brought in to perform one of the songs and her main song, mm. heartbreakingly beautiful. Um, and, you know, we're just sitting there or just waiting for the start. You know the piano starts, and uh, she starts singing, and I'm literally just in awe mm. of, of her, and I'm I start to cry, just listening to her singing this song, and I'm like, well, I'm glad I said yes to this because <laughs> 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 I knew straight away this is something special, this is something special, um, and then, and then on top of that, so audition weekend long audition workshop and on the sunday we were which uh basically the director is a brilliant brilliant director uh called kieran griffiths he basically said to us so on sunday you're going to we're, we're going to perform scenes from the play to the families of the bloody sunday victims right and i'm like And just silence, (laughs) silence in the room. Like, what we haven't? It's like at this point we hadn't even read the play, you know. Just songs, and I was like, "Fucking baptism of fire, Jesus." So we 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 so the Saturday was all about uh, just we we did a read through of the text, and then just started to rehearse various scenes that we were going to perform on the Sunday. Mm. And you know, on the Friday night, he gave me. The character that I was ev- eventually ended up playing in the production, and he's like, "Steven, I want you to take this character for the weekend." And I was like, "Okay, happy days." And um. And the character that I played was probably the. <clears throat> on Bloody Sunday, there were a lot of a lot of um. Yeah, it was it was a horrible day, but I, what I'll, What I will say is um yeah the character that I played was the character that basically was, was the person who, who murdered the majority of the people on Bloody Sunday. Wow. And so I had, you know, and that was, and I was okay. Cause like, it was very much, okay. Okay. That's okay. So that's who I'm playing. Okay. Happy days. Okay. Um, and so then to perform that um, on sun on the Sunday in front of the, 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 the family members of the victims was it was wow. it was just it was it was a special special experience um, and it was something i will never ever forget um, but it was just the whole the whole weekend long workshop and audition was just it was something i'd never been a part of something like that i've never been a part of it was it was just mm. it was it was just something that i i want and I was going back to what I said about when auditioning for drama school, and you go in and you just whenever I auditioned with Jack, it's like everything she said it just made sense to me. And it was like okay, and that's the way the director Kieran was with me. Anything he said it just made sense. Okay, I want to work with this guy. Mm. So by the end of the weekend, we we just we just performed to the families, and then everyone was leaving, <clears throat> and I, <laughs> I purposely stuck back like stood like stuck around because i wanted to talk to Karen and mm. to try and his brain a little bit to kind of get a vibe from him if there was a good vibe from him because i still had i hadn't been cast yet
2: right
1: and um but i i was like i but in my mind i want to play this role mm. i, I want to play this character mm. i think i could do it justice for the truth of the production of the story Hmm. And and I was like, I went, you know, shook his hands like here, just thanks for having me this weekend. It's been an unforgettable experience and everything, and so on and so forth. And then he basically said, Stephen, I and he looked because the, the writer, um, and uh the composer Brian uh, but the, the writer Liam Campbell, he he sadly passed actually. Yeah, yeah, uh, Christmas just before we actually went in rehearsals um be- beautiful man brilliant man such a lovely lovely man um but it was it was it was him Brian the composer and Kieran. three of them were standing there and I was just kind of standing like a fucking spur one just waiting for like a lull <laughs> and then I found it I was like Kieran, just want to say thank you for for having me this weekend and I said to Brian and Liam was like amazing like it's just so so good and then Kieran looked at Liam and Brian and then he turned back to me and he's like, Stephen, I really shouldn't be doing this but I want you to play that character and I was like say again? (laughs) I want you to play that character and I was like, so you're casting me right now I was like, yep, okay, happy days so it was, but going back to like I was, and also also leading the week leading up to the audition weekend that weekend actually I, I had a moment when I was like this isn't for me so two times wow. where I was very close to saying no to this and then I go in I have the most amazing weekend ever um like it was so special so so special um and uh and yeah but and I think back and that's an interesting thing I always think back to like I was I, I almost said no I almost said no mm-hmm. and then but I was like, do you know what? Screw it. Let's just do it. See what happens. And I th- think that's a, the mentality I try and mm. um, try and keep uh, because you just don't know what's around the corner. You just don't know what is going to come from a, a certain audition or a certain meeting or you know going to an event. You, you just you just never know. Um, so it is very much you know in this in this industry you know about putting yourself out there. One hundred percent it is. Um, but yeah, it's it's. But then yeah, so then we we did that. So I I was casting that, and that was awesome. And then, and that was in October, I think it was. And then we went into rehearsals the first week of January. Yeah. And that was just, uh, oh, it was just like the material itself was just, it was just, uh, it was just special. It was just, it was one of the most special like productions I've been a part of. I, I think because of the circumstance, because it was coming up to the fiftieth anniversary because we were doing it in Derry, because of the people we were doing it with. Mm. Um, and yeah, the, like the material was just, okay, it was, it was like my, my friends who aren't in the arts, who don't go to theatre, um, and, you know, they came to see it on the penultimate night and they were blown away by it. Yeah. They were like, when can we see this again? Like, we want to see it again. Like it was only on for a week, you know, it was just a week run and uh but thankfully though there is um there is positive 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 talks about an irish tour of the mm. white hangar uh next year um so wow. fingers crossed for that because that would just be and fingers crossed to get cast again <laughs> that, <laughs> that, would be, that would be a bit it's like you're but you aren't involved. Uh, <laughs> so. I'm
0: sure that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, I,
1: I hope not. I hope not. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, it was like the, 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 um, the audience feedback was, was phenomenal. It was absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Like every night there wasn't a dry eye in, in the audience. It was, and, and the way we, like you, you've seen the documentary, so you've seen the way we staged it. Yeah. Yeah. like we were like like this far from the the audience like we could literally reach out and touch them um and that that in itself was especially for playing a a paratrooper, and especially the the, the paratrooper who i was playing to be that close to the audience um because the, it was so the experience and all was so visceral it was like like I, I, like I remember like there was this there was this scene where um, I um I basically, I'm I'm taking the mic out of mm-hmm. out of a priest, mm-hmm. and the priest as well, Father Daly on that day, Jesus Christ, and I remember during the rehearsal process, um, there was a, it, it didn't say sp- specifically in the script that I needed to do anything. It was just kind of like I'm pretty sure, or maybe no no, I think it did say I whistle, so it was in this scene. It was it was the it was it was very tense. It was just me and him plus one of the other soldiers, and he was just kind of like sitting down there on the stage. But, um, but I remember in the rehearsal process, um, because I and I had thought about it mm. leading into leading into up to this day, because I knew we were going to be rehearsing this scene on this day, and, and I so I thought about okay, what can I whistle? What what way can I whistle? And so we we basically it was me and the few, the other actors plus um in the scene plus Kieran the director and and we were like what like what 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 should what what should this moment be what what should i what should i do and um and i just said to him just leave it with me let me try something and i ended up we did the scene and it came to the point of me whistling and i started the whistle um smile it's like Smile like your heart is bright, break- like that. Mm. But on it, wanna- and <laughs> we, we, we did it. We did it. And Karen just looked at me, he was like, What the fuck was that? <laughs> <he> was like, <laughs> he was like, I was like, Did that work? <laughs> and he was like, Yeah. And then basically, then we broke for lunch, and he was like, Okay, he brought all the rest of the cast in, and he was like, Okay, we're gonna show you this scene that we've been working on. And I was the, the the scene, and we did the scene, and I did the whistle with the the smile song, and just silence,
2: mm.
1: silence after the scene, and like some of the people, some of the other actors just looked up to me, were like, you, you're a bastard, <laughs> like like you, you, that's that's horrible. <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Job well done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was just you know and again that that's where like the, re- the whole rehearsal process was just play. Yeah, it was it was just so it was there was certain, like of course there was so many emotional moments throughout that rehearsal process, especially because of the passing oh. of Liam and especially yeah. during COVID because like the the cast was dropping like flies. Like I was off, I was in isolation for like nine days. Uh-huh. Um, so it was, just, the whole rehearsal process was was unprecedented. It was staggered to the absolute max. Um, but I think what made it so special is we got through it. Uh-huh. We, we got through it together as, as as a group, as a family. And, you know, um, and basically, so the audition I had last week, was for the second installment so we're doing like a peacekeeping trilogy so the white handkerchief was the first one the second one which is um which is premiering in april is about uh, a guy called john hume uh who was a a massive political figure in northern ireland probably one of the most he's he's probably one of the most famous political figures um in northern ireland um and uh so we're, we're doing that then we'll do another one i think next year um so it's to have an opportunity to work with that kind of group of actors again is just uh, I'll, I'll jump at the opportunity because of the experience mm-hmm. i had uh doing the white handkerchief um but it was fuck, it was just it's it's it, you know all right honest it's it's hard to put into words how special it was um yeah. it looks, it looks I, special. Yeah. I I, th- I think I I because we went over to London in this November November December at the, end, at the end of last year there because the documentary uh, was selected for the Irish London Film Festival and they asked us to perform some scenes from 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 the play um so I was asked to go over um with two of the other actors and we performed two mm-hmm. scenes and it had been a while since I'd watched the documentary mm-hmm. and me me, and the two other actors and the, the musical director, we were waiting to go on. So we were, we were way at the back of the cinema and we were just watching it. Doc- and I was literally crying watching this documentary again, because it was just all like all the feelings were coming back up of like the whole experience we, we had, but um it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a special piece. It's a special piece. And like the amount of times when people, um, I, I see people who had seen the play, um, and, uh, and so it, when, when's it, when's it coming again? When, when, when can we see it again? Hmm. Like it was every night was, was packed. Every night was full. Um, there were people, you know, trying their best to get tickets. They couldn't get tickets. So I think the, the whole idea of a potential, Irish uh tour is 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 very exciting um yeah. because I think you know it's it's that type of theater even like my 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 friends from who I went to drama school a few of them come over um and like some of them were saying we've never seen a piece of theater like that ever mm. like it was it was just oh yeah it was it was it was just yeah um so yeah to hopefully have the opportunity to do it again is 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 um is is amazing um but it's definitely one of the highlights top three i'd say top three one of the highlights um in my career so far Mm. apart from that uh, that music video uh called britney which was (laughs) which was mad literally honestly i i get uh, a call from my agent on the wednesday do the audition on the thursday get pencil on the friday fly out to kazakhstan on the sunday (laughs) <laughs> like, my, like the turnaround the turnaround of that was crazy wow. um and uh and also actually a note of that going back to my experience with drama school and i think and i think it's it's important to note not everything will work for you hmm. and that's okay yeah. you know and that that's that's the beauty of 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 you know of practicing stanislavski of shakespeare um lab and whatever whatever practitioner it is meisner it doesn't really matter but it you need to find what works for you and it's okay if something doesn't work for you Mm. It, it doesn't matter but you need to find your your blueprint of what works for you um because i remember i got that job i was like oh my god i've got no time to prepare for this and i was basically i was just walking through a desert and i was basically deteriorating as i was walking through the desert so i was dying and then I was like, okay, how can I do this? How can I do this? And I thought seven levels of tension. And mm. I was like, I was like, oh my god, where did that come from? Oh, I re- I, I learned it in drama school. So I literally <laughs> was in the airport were from a flight, like literally writing down my book, The Seven Levels of Tension. I was like, okay, I'll, this is this stage, this is this stage, blah, 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 blah. you know. So it's you know, certain things were in the moment of drama school you may not think is working, it may work in the future, mm. um, but also. Not everything's going to work for you, um, but uh, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember how to I like, get onto that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, highlights of my career. Um, yeah, the white handkerchief. It's it's and, and to think I was twice, two moments where I'm like, don't want to do it. Wow. And it's it is it's turned out to be one of the best moments of of my career to date. You know, it's yeah. Crazy. Wow,
0: I'm just yeah. I mean, is there any chance we can get it in the UK? Do you think it will come over here at
1: all? I, oof.
0: or maybe because
1: of, I I uh, would love it to, but it's it's you know it it's bringing up a lot of, um, um, and and in no way, shape, or form are are we, you know, not showcasing the truth. Like everything that is in the play, you know, is is the truth. You know, this is what happened on Bloody Sunday. Um, like the powers, they opened fire um, on civilians. It's as simple as that. I, I have no idea. I, I you know what? I don't know. I really don't know how yeah. it would do in in London or anywhere in the UK. I really yeah. don't. I think, it, I think it would do well in New York. I have a feeling mm. it would do well because of the Irish connection with, uh, with with New York. I think it, I think it would. But again, who? I don't know. I don't know. I think right. the fact that there's talk about an, uh, an Irish tour, which I think would be, you know, Belfast, um, you know, probably Dublin, um, maybe somewhere else. I'm not too sure. But yeah. the, the idea of that would be, you know, just to take it on the road. I think it's 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 silly not to. If we can get the funding, if we can get the money for it, yeah. then it would be silly not to. Because I think it's a, it's it's a it's a show that that, that can't end where it ended yeah it, 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 it can't it, it just it just can't it's yeah you know, it had everything it, it had everything and yeah. you know um but if, if if it goes I would love it I would love it to um go to the UK I would love it to go to the UK because I think it's it's a it's it's a piece of history that it's and we're not like we're not in no way shape or form has it, it does the play um falsify anything you mm. know it's you know it, it, it's the god's honest truth and that, that it is what it is um and uh but again i have no idea no idea i would love it too but wait and see we'll see, wait see.
0: we'll, we'll see, see, see what happens yeah Fant- fantastic man yeah well let's see let's see what happens um have you just uh have just got two more questions uh, for, oh. for you today um we're going to talk about your upcoming uh web series as well do you want to mm-hmm. do you want to explain a little bit more about that uh, where people
1: yeah, would... you know, that was that was <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Again, you know, I, I'm going back to the whole uh, thing about, um, you know, just, just saying yes to certain things, you know, to a certain degree, certain yes, saying yes to certain things. Yeah, of um, course. Because I had, uh, so the director who had reached out to me about this was who edited the, uh, the documentary for the White Handkerchief. And the only reason he caught wind of me was because of because in it you've seen a documentary and I'm I I'm only in it maybe like twice in the documentary and there's me the first one is me rehearsing a scene and I'm I'm you know I'm you know I'm being very not aggressive but you know I'm I'm taking no shit you know if, I'll I'll just say it like that but it's basically um the guy Shan who who was the direct one of the directors two directors in the web series but he was one of the directors. And so whenever he was editing the white handkerchief documentary he seen that clip and he was like who's that guy and that's literally how i got the job well that's how it started that's how the process started for the web series Uh because he he basically reached out to me and was like here and i knew of him already um and uh and he's actually he's he's just recently cast me in his new short film as well Uh um i'll be doing that in march but he so this is the thing is like you never know who's watching or what's happening like i was in rehearsals i didn't even think further than this is the rehearsal we're just trying to find things out with this scene with this character but lo and behold was a certain person watching this scene and like cast me essentially from me rehearsing this scene it was mad. Um, but he basically he reached out to me um, and said, "Look here, I've got this uh, two season web series I'm filming. It's about uh, it's called Cyber Police. It's basically about cybersecurity, cyber fraud, and you'll be playing. There's three leads, so you'll be playing one one of the leads, and you're this detective. I'm like, let's go for it. Let let's yeah. let's go for it, hundred um, percent. So I, I basically got the film that for I was filming that for three and a half months at the end of the year, mm. end of last year." and that 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 experience in itself was phenomenal being in front of the camera every day um and uh you know and yeah okay, it, it was it was so much fun that's that's going to be released i don't know i don't know where um but it's going to be released this year um i'm not don't know where <laughs> i don't know don't know where <laughs> um but that that in itself was an unreal experience because um that was my first kind of apart from my own short film um and like the white handkerchief i was a substantial supporting role in the white handkerchief but this was like the first time where i was the lead actor and i was doing this for three and a half months and you know so i was i I, off the back of that I, i i know i'm a better actor off the back of that of just that whole experience um of the of this web series that may see the light of day, it may not. I don't know. Like they're little bite size uh, episodes, no no longer than ten minutes, mm. and there's like seven episodes per season. Um, but it was basically a um cybersecurity company commissioned, um this production company to create this this series, and they're like, make it. It's like make it like Line of Duty or similar to Line of Duty. I was like, yeah. okay, okay, um so but it's basically to uh for their clientele around around the world to have more of an awareness of the um of the dangers of hackers and so on and so forth Mm. um so it was it was so much fun being a part of that and to you know work with um the the crew and the production team that i worked with the other actors um you know who's who of of actors and dairy Basically, we're coming in as day players. So just to work with so many different people, make new connections, unreal. Um, and it's actually, it's an interesting thing as well, off the back of that. Um, so a, a filmmaker, an American filmmaker, is a massive advocate for um, like making your own stuff, a guy called Jim Cummings. And I, like, I respect him a lot. Um, and he, he talks about, um, you know, in this industry, we know there's a lot of nepotism in this industry and not just only this industry there's a lot of nepotism globally in various industries Mm -hmm. but he one thing that he said that it's always kind of stuck in my mind is like create your own nepotism it's like create your own tribe create Mm -hmm. your own group of people who you can make films with make stuff with and you know again I was very close to saying no to this this web series Mm -hmm. um why I don't know why but there was a moment when I was like I wasn't like i didn't jump at it whenever the director was like here you you, you need to like of course do a self-tape for this and a self tip and so on and so forth but i was like oh, okay i'll do it no problem no problem i'll do it for you no problem but i wasn't buzzing for it and again you know you just never know what can happen just 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 do the thing and just wait just see what happens um but off the back of working with the, the this crew for like um three and a half months um you know, and the 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 idea and the concept of create your own nepotism. Um, I'm basically doing two short films. One actually this weekend, with so like I said there was two directors on the web series. I'm doing a short film with one of the directors this weekend, and then another short film with the other director in March. Mm. So it's like you just don't know what can come from a job. But like, of course, we want to do the jobs that are going to be on Netflix, Apple, Sky, BBC. But, like, you just don't know what can come from what what's what's the word like a not as a high caliber mm. like production, yeah um, a
0: high profile thing, yeah,
1: high high profile. that's exactly that's exactly the term, Oliver. like because it's such a competitive industry that you mm. don't know you know you, you, you know you you just don't know where a job will take you. You just have no idea where a job will take you. And like this web series, um, I have no idea who's going to see it. The, the mm-hmm. cool thing is, is that whenever the the, the the company sent out the trailer to their global clientele, within 48 hours, it was viewed 2 million times. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, again, like, where did this come from? Like, it's just little, it's like, that's mad. That, to me, that was mad. Because I my expectations were like kind of here, and when I heard that, now I'm like, oh, actually, I wonder who could see this. You don't know who's going to see it. I have no mm-hmm. idea, but it'll be cool if something comes down the line from some person in Australia. They say, "I have seen you this in this web series. I like what you did here. I've got this thing." You, you, you just, you just don't know. Um, exactly. Me, me and one of the directors and the DOP, we're currently writing. Our we're currently writing a feature film together. At the minute and we're going to film it this year because nice. these the, the, this crew they always work together and they have all the kit they've got two cameras good like a black magic and uh sony as5 is that is that what it's called Something, something like that? that. yeah yeah yeah. I, I think, like they're, they're good good like cinematic cameras they've got all like high-end sound kits they've got the lights they've got everything and i'm like guys we have got it all why don't we just write something together and you know so basically so me, me like me and a few of the guys were out for drinks and then we just started come up with ideas and then an idea just like that sounds awesome that's yes. let, let's do that let's do that and we'll film it over like six or eight consecutive weekends you know i uh, will do it together we'll we'll just go gorilla style we'll go dogman nine to five you know we'll just we'll just make it. we'll just get it done because mm. why not we can't we can't get it done mm. um so it's just you just like yeah whenever i was like i wasn't i didn't jump on it this web series but it's again what an experience what what an experience is being and and learning as an actor myself of just being on set pretty much every day for 3 months um and not just being on set but then whenever i'm not on set i'm preparing for the next episodes so how can i find that character arc you know which i haven't really had since leaving drama school because all the stuff I've done has been apart from like theater productions, but anything in screen, mm. it's been um, little parts in, in films and TV and so on and so forth. So to have that opportunity to have like a, a full character journey, full character arc was just, oh, it was, it was, it was so much, so much fun and I, I've learned so much. And now I'm kind of like, and not even off the back of that, I'm kind of thinking I'm, I'm now like, I could go, I personally believe I could walk onto any set in the world right now and mm-hmm. hold my own. Yeah. You know, and I think that's that's vitally important to believe in yourself that you belong there. You know, and I think, you know, some, of course, it's going to happen, you know, in their early stages of the career when people will be on a big set or whatever set it is. And they're like, you know, first time acting in front of a big crew the nerves might get the better of them and well better of them and then it's like oh that could maybe work against them but it's like you know you go on to a set just believe in yourself have the confidence and know that you belong here and you're there for a reason and uh and i think the experience i had with that web series has made me kind of go into this year mm. thinking you know i i belong on any set and i could hold my own on any set so it's, uh yeah i, I again and i was so close to saying no it's just like it, it just you know it's mad it's mad
0: no. yeah crazy amazing man uh steven thank you for today this has been so much fun man i've really enjoyed this this is I, i've loved hearing your stories I've loved hearing that. You, you've got some really, really good insights into not only just drama school, but life before and life after it. And uh, I think anyone who's listening to this or watching this, you know, can really, you know, you, you take a lot away from yourself and, you know, it shows how you're just, you're not only your your wisdom, but also your experience and your expertise in this field. And it's just going to get even better for you. So I, I just know it, man. And it's been great listening, listening to you and just talking to you today. It's been great. And just the final question for today. Um, you probably, you have answered this already, I think, but unless there's another answer mm. to this question. Um, I usually finish on a question, which is, uh, what's been an experience or experiences that you've had in your career, which you'll never, ever forget?
1: But mm. I think you might have already answered that question
0: already.
1: <laughs> I'll I'll give another one. Of course, The White handkerchief, Chief, 100%. Um, but I think... the So, okay, so The School for Good and Evil uh, for Netflix um i remember when i my first day of filming and prior to this in terms of screen work short films you know so the crew small and i you know i head up in her makeup get my 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 costume my prosthetic on, because i played this evil cupid and i was in her makeup in the every morning for like four four hours Wow! It all, all done. And that was a cool that, that in itself. Like that, in my mind, it's all about the experiences, you know. Like it's cool if the film or whatever does really well, but the experience you have when making it is just you, you, you cannot get. You can You cannot get another experience like it when when you're with a group of people making something, creating something together, and you're all in it together, and you all have the same goal like okay it's the end product for the audience you know and it's just there's something just beautiful about that um and even that experience when i was sitting in that chair for half naked for four hours (laughs) getting, getting prosthetics put on me getting painted getting my wings put on me it was so cool it was so cool but i remember the first day i got onto the set so it was in this massive warehouse in belfast um in the loop studios so we have the the titanic studios we have the harbor studios and then we have the loop studios um so we were filming this day in the loop studios and uh, i arrive in on set then we go to the warehouse and they've built this massive massive stage which was basically to uh resemble the a, a massive castle and I, we were basically. I was chasing after this girl <laughs> on the ledge of this castle, <laughs> and I remember, you know, and there were steps up to the stage, up to the ledge, and I, I get up there, and uh, I'm standing there, and then just out of nowhere, this massive camera just swings in on a crane, just swings in to me, and they're they're getting that set up. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. And then I start just having a wee chat with the the, the lead girl who's brilliant. <laughs> she was oh, phenomenal in it and uh, a phenomenal actress and and, and person. Like just, uh, you know, she's been in Disney and everything. So, you know, there's a certain, like she could could have been a certain way, but she was so welcoming. She she was like, she made me feel so welcome. That's great. Um, so that already kind of put me in a, in a, in a good kind of frame of mind and uh and i just kind of gaze out like out to the warehouse just past the like out, out past the set and there's like 50 or 60 like 60 or 70 people just on the floor all the different apartments and i'm, I'm just looking out and i'm like yeah <laughs> i'm like let's do this <laughs> it was, it was, I, just, I just went from like a short maybe short films where it's like maybe like 10 people not even you know, to then like this massive set, this massive camera on a crane. And then like literally just, you know, 60 or 70 people on the floor. And then the director, because he couldn't get up on the stage with a microphone. All right, Stephen, we're going to go for this now. <laughs> <And> i <I'm like, laughs> like, yeah, what is this <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I just I just felt in that moment before he showed a cut, no, sorry, before he showed an action, I was just like, and like I said before, I was like, I belong here. Mm. This is me. I have worked my ass off and I belong here. And it's like, that was my first big feature film. Um, and I was like, I was like, this is awesome. is <laughs> like, this is awesome. And I think that was a highlight because people ask me who, some people in the arts, but more, more so people outside of the arts, mm. they say, were you not nervous? like with all those people and like the, the stakes and everything. I was like, no, 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 no. I just, you know, it's just, I've, I've worked, I've worked, I've worked. That's the whole point. You you work your arse off to get to those moments where you're, you're on those big sets mm-hmm. and work with great directors, with great people, um, with great cinematographers, with great sound people, with great light, like with everyone. you're, you're, you're you strive to work for the best of the best. And whenever I was standing on that, that massive stage, and was literally a few seconds from the director paul feig shouting action i was just like this is why i do what i do you know these moments these they, like that moment will always live in my mind and it's uh always a a positive thing to think about yeah. um been so many good moments so far in my career but i think just that moment before i did the first take was just like, it's like let's do this <laughs> This,
0: this. this is what i've been working for and so when you get to that moment you realize okay this is yeah there, there are some benefits
1: of hard work <laughs> and as well as that once you go in because you're you're a little a small cog in a massive machine yeah especially i was in that type of film yeah um i i felt valued uh whenever i arrived on set it, it wasn't the case of like you know because in that, on that film, there was Lawrence Fishburne, Charlize Theron, Carrie uh, mm-hmm. Washington, uh, Michelle Yeoh. But they didn't... When I arrived on that set, I felt like a valued member of the team. Mm. And that was, that was amazing. Um, but I did my scene, um, you know, my, my few days of shooting. And when I finished it, I came off just... And it was because the, the warehouse was dark. And I came out and I was a little bit bright. It was like kind of like i don't know it was, it was quite i was just a moment of like walking into the light of like this is this is, my career is going for you. it's like it felt like f- finally my career started to because i was i just i literally i moved back to northern ireland in january or no december and i got i got confirmed for this job in march and i just kind of felt me moving back home it's like little thing, little decisions little choices you make and I go back to the white handkerchief, saying, and "I said possibly no twice." I was like, "No, let's do it." The web series, eh, I did it, and then things come from it, and experiences happen. And I think with that, and that the the the, the choice of like, do you know what, screw it, I'm I'm gonna go back to the very beginning. I'm gonna start from the beginning. I'm gonna go back home to Northern Ireland, and 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 start from there, and build up my network, build up my connections, build up my tribe, um, create my own nepotism. And uh, I was just whenever I kind of finished my final day of filming, I walked out of that stage, walked out of the warehouse into the bright light. and It was just like, "Worth it." Hmm. It was just, it was just a nice moment of like, "I'm doing the right thing."
0: Hmm. You know? Absolutely, yeah. you've done absolutely the right thing, man. It's only really, it's only really, it's only really going to keep getting better for you. I can just tell. It's great. And just just to finish on, um, so yeah, thank you for that. And thank you for today. I've really, really loved it, man. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, for anyone who's also interested, yeah, the documentary link is below. And also I'll put a link to your short film as well, Chasing, uh, down down below as well. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, it's an award-winning short film about the dangers of gambling, written and directed by... Uh, by Stephen and also you wanted to give a quick shout out to your cinematographer as well
1: (laughs) yes Elisa and I will I'll send you her socials uh, yeah please do yeah uh, she is a phenomenal um, creative phenomenal artist phenomenal cinematographer Um, but she does she's a she's a poet as well Um, but literally I don't think I've I've probably told her but I don't think I've kind of publicly said this but I couldn't have done I couldn't have made chasing without her. Like I 100% you have no idea how mm. lost I would have been without her. And um yeah I'll send you her socials cuz I you know she she, she her career's going boom 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 like it's it's going and she she's she deserves every every success. Um but uh, yeah that 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 short film was was hell. <laughs> <laughs> but it, was one of the best things I've ever done. Again, there's another highlight. There's another highlight, you know, doing that. I I was, people thought I was mental. People thought Mm I was mad doing this, but I thought, no, 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 it's an idea and I want to develop it and I want to do it because I need to learn. And that's why, you know, that's the way, again, the beneficial thing of just trying so many different things in this industry, you know, because it's, everything is a learning curve. Everything's an experience. So, Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And there you have it Stephen. Yeah. uh this has been great man if you, if you just hang on i'll finish the recording and i'll say goodbye to you one to one but uh wow well, what a great first episode of 2023 uh guys thank you for watching thank you for listening thank you for tuning in happy new year once again hope 2023 is 2023 is your year this has been the uncensored critic podcast and we will be back very soon i can assure you and once again Stephen calvert calvert sorry <laughs> get your name right at the end Stephen. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Oliver. Thank you so much.